well, let's just say that there's less likelihood that they're, uh, they're not going to criticize more deeply. And, and that's what can happen. And this gospel story is very, very familiar to us. Or is it? And we've heard it many times over the years, that's for certain. And we know the basic plot, if I can use that word. At its core, the story seems, seems to be about the lack of respect shown Jesus by those who knew him well. The very people with whom he had grown up, those whom he lived with for about 30 years. Even though they knew him and probably believed him to be a trustworthy and responsible person, what do they do? They, they, it seems that they reject everything that he's telling them. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Wrong. That's not exactly correct. That's our assumption, certainly. Because the, the sacred text actually says that they were astonished at what they heard and that they recognized the mighty deeds he had performed and the, the wisdom in what he had been saying. And so it doesn't seem accurate to say that they rejected his teachings. Rather, they, they saw the good and the truth in his words and actions, but still, somehow, they took offense at him. You know, he was, he personally was what they were rejecting. Not necessarily what he had been saying or doing. At a certain level, they were able to embrace his teachings, but not him. And that's a little puzzling. How, how does that happen? How can we be astonished in a positive way by what someone is saying, but still find a way to have a problem with it or with them? How can we see something as being good and yet be unable to truly take it to heart? You know, refusing to accept it fully. How can we keep at a distance and take offense at the very thing that can make a positive difference in our lives. Well, quite frankly, it's not that puzzling after all because all we're really talking about is sin. Sin is not about not knowing what the right thing to do is in a given situation. No, we, we only truly sin, listen, listen closely to this, we only truly sin when we can 
when we sincerely know that something is wrong, and yet we choose to do it anyway, and freely choose to do it. Sin occurs when we can clearly see what, what we should or should not do in a particular situation, but somehow we find a way, we find a way to not allow what we know to be true shape how we actually act. You know, it's as if we were saying, I can see them, I can see the best choice before me, but I'm going to find some reason, some reason to choose something else instead. It's just like the people in Jesus' hometown seeing the wisdom in him, but choosing to push him away anyhow. You know, I, if you paid close attention from time to time to what I've said, you've heard me say that the spiritual life is often about tweaking the small things. You know, finding ways to be just a little more loving, a little more compassionate in those seemingly insignificant situations and circumstances in which we find ourselves. If we can do that, we will change slowly but surely. You know, there are all sorts of little opportunities that come our way all of the time, opportunities that that invite us to be just a little more faithful than we were yesterday. And these small things can have a tremendous impact on our very way of being. You know, on the, the things that, the way we can be. These, these things can help us live our lives in a greater imitation of Jesus himself. But sometimes it's important to focus on the big things, the significant and the obvious ways in which we fail to embrace that which we are called to. And I use the word obvious deliberately because I'm talking about the things that we clearly know to be wrong, but somehow we can't quite get on board with them. You know, these are the kind of things, the, the, the rightness of which is staring us directly in the face and that we really don't dispute the truth or goodness of, either in our heads or in our hearts. Our difficulty comes when it's time to put it into practice, to put into practice what we know to be the right thing to do. It's as if we are in the the crowd listening to Jesus speak and recognizing the truth and the wisdom and the authority of his words, but still finding a way to have a problem with him. And for each of us, these obvious things will, well, they'll be different because each and every one of us is on our own unique journey. For example, maybe what I need to work on 
is related to the Lord's invitation for me to be generous with others. It's very hard to read scripture and not come away with a realization that everything we have, we have been gifted with. And it's meant to be shared freely and unselfishly with whomever needs our help. And I cannot really argue with that. I know it in my head. I know that in my heart. Yet too often, I find excuses. I find excuses not to give to others, not to share what I have with them. But always when I do it, it's usually from my excess. It's from my leftovers. You know, it's... Therefore, something that impacts me very little in my life. When it comes to giving, I often take the easy way out, the convenient, the painless way. And I know that Jesus asks more of me, but at times, you know, I'm just not willing to go that far. Or maybe... Maybe I need to work on a particular unloving attitude that I may have, such as an unforgiving heart. You know, again, one cannot read sacred scripture in an honest way and not realize the importance of forgiving others and for not wanting, you know, not wanting to always get even. Forgiveness, even in the face of great injustice, is a hallmark of who we are called to be as a Christian. In a sense, being one of the defining characters of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And I know that, and I believe that, but I often withhold my forgiveness. Instead, choosing to carry grudges for long periods of time. And if I look very long and hard at my life, there are probably people whom I haven't really forgiven at all, except perhaps in a token way. I know that I am supposed to forgive every person in every situation, regardless if what my if they know that I've forgiven them or not. But I don't even come close to that. Or maybe you struggle with some of the hot political and social or life issues that we hear so much about these days. Abortion, the death penalty, war, immigration, care for the elderly and indigent, health care, related topics. And if you want a, a good argument, all you have to do is bring up any one of those at a dinner party. All I have to do is bring it up here, and I'll hear about it. But the sad truth is that often we simply choose the easiest paths in these areas. You know, the knee-jerk reactions, making our choice based solely on convenience or financial cost or 
prejudice or something as simple as anger. Even when we know in our hearts that the Lord is trying to lead us down a different path, a path in which we make all of our decisions in light of the dignity and worth of every human person at every point in his or her life. You know, no one said that following the Lord Jesus Christ is easy. And the cross, which is always before us, is evident of that. A prophet is not without honor except in his native place. And so, I know that I have some work to do as I strive to do better at following the Lord. And I know that he is saying some things to me very loudly and clearly with wisdom and power and authority. And like the people from his native place, I'm supposed to know him well and therefore hopefully trust what he says, believe his promises, and take to heart even the difficult teachings, allowing them to shape the choices I make. And it's not enough to find, simply find wisdom in what he says and what he has done. If in the end, I'm going to take offense at him, push him away, and do whatever I darn well please. Discipleship is more than that. God invites me, he invites you to be more than that. God created each and every one of us to be more than that. And so this day, this day, may each of us find a way to allow the teachings of Jesus to not just inform us, but truly transform us, enabling us to, to maybe, just maybe, to start embracing and living in the light of the truths we've known all along. And may God be amazed not at our lack of, but at the depth of our faith.